Yo. I see my name up in light. Go hard or go home. No slacking in my sector. Just forget about the fortune. Forget about the fame. Speak your truth and let that be the reason they remember your name. And you know what that means. Welcome to an all-new match wrestling episode 413. This is your captain speaking along with El Jefe, Moses Marquez. And it feels like it's gone so fast because we're still recovering from the Royal Rumble and we're just a little over a week away from Elimination Chamber. Um, And WWE seemingly have their shit together as we already have five matches locked in. No pun intended. Bullshit. Puns all intended. Coming up tonight, where's Jey Uso? Leader returns uh, a, a week late. SummerSlam heads for the Motor City. And last night's AEW, plus a huge announcement from us. Ooh, yeah. Huge surprise announcement. Surprise announcement. Um, And quite a sad night on AEW, which we'll get to with uh, new champions. But uh, before we begin, All hit right. that subscribe button on YouTube.com slash Max Wrestling. Follow us on SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you're listening. And don't forget to visit MaxWrestlingNet.Weebly.com for all your Max Wrestling needs. Right. So, headline, let's jump into this week. Um, like we said, Elimination Chamber's coming up. It's in Montreal. And... Quebec, Canada. So I, I had think... to do it. The retro thing's kicking my ass. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of, Amer- of, of amazing French Canadians. So, like, every time, like, they, they butcher the shit out of it. So, like, now the, the, it's like, we're in Quebec. Now I had to do it. So, but go ahead. Yeah, there, there was a lot of French Canadians in the in the mid 90s. There, there really was. It just dawned on me. There really was. Canada was mad popular back then, especially <laughs> for wrestling. Um, so, I think we as wrestling fans, most wrestling fans, just starting to realize that shit. The Usos can't go to Canada nope. because of their DUI history. But um, we, we don't know where Jay is. Jay was nowhere to be seen on SmackDown. Nobody's heard from him since Royal Rumble. Um, so when Jay initially walked out at the Rumble, I think people kind of figured out, oh, he's going to turn on Sammy and cost him the title at the Chamber. But wait, Chamber's in Montreal, so that can't happen. No, sir. Um. I mean, personally, I hope they they prove us wrong like they did with AEW last night, and Jay doesn't turn. We, yeah, we no, I mean, surprised. I more I would be more. I hope he helps Sammy in some way or another. Like I've I've had this. I think I was even bringing it up on this show or I forgot what other show, but I had some weird convoluted storyline where uh, Jay and Sammy can go for the tag titles. But because, you know, Jimmy doesn't want to face his own brother, they'll jump Jay beforehand. And then who better to take his place than the guy he saved being Kevin Owens? And I'm like, that's I personally, that's just me. I like that whole thing. But then again, I booked it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's um, it, I, I like where Jay's at. And I mean, but I like that he's he's not on TV. He's selling the fuck out of, you know, I'm out. What, did, what was that was his tweet? Right. Like, I'm out or something like that. Yeah. So it's I'm like it's it's perfect. You're working you're working the dog mess out of everybody. Uh, I don't think he's randomly like I said. We, we're pretty confident he's not randomly going to show up in Canada. Um, but I don't know. I, it's it. I'm in, I'm very interested to see where this goes. 
like I said, my immediate thing is like, great. Now, you know, you can make solo, you know, the fucking what's the uh, the uh, free bird rule, you know, they yeah. can be tag champs and then have fucking Jay versus, you know, Jay and Sammy. And there's, your, you know, just to continue down this whole thing. And then that's just, you know, the destruction of the bloodline, if you will. But yeah. I don't know if they want that. Well, I mean, speaking of the, the free bird rule, Sami Zayn's the reason they do still have the tag team titles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and it was Jimmy that he replaced in the match. So if you want to get into it, technically, Sami and hey. Jay have a better claim to be in tag team champions. Again, there you go. So then maybe I am booking their whole setup right now. Who's the <laughs> rightful tag champs? But I mean, it's... I. I just don't see this thing just like ending and just going away. I think there is going, it's going to come to a head at, at some point. And I think the best way to do it is to then cost the Usos the tag belts, or at least one of them, the bloodline at the minimum. Yeah. Um, just the way Jay left the ring just seems like the bloodline is imploding. Mm-hmm. Slowly but surely. Um. But, I mean, then you, have, of course, have the factor of Cody Rhodes, and I, they're, they're kind of they're keeping Cody and Roman apart, which is a good thing, because Roman obviously still has to get finished with Sami Zayn before he moves on to Cody. Exactly. Um, unless they do pull the two-match thing that we fantasy book. I mean, it's... There is a lot of, I hate to say that there's a lot of ways to write yourself out of a corner or whatever in this instance. And I don't know if we have such a clear one, especially like after uh, that segment with, with Paul and Cody, it it's, I'm looking at it as they are hyping the dog shit out of the idea of Cody finally doing what his dad couldn't do. And, you know, they're, Building them to here and there, they're, they're, they got they got a rocket up his ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're and they're just going. They're th- everything that sticks to them. They're throwing at him. But it's I, I, I don't know. He seems. I mean, obviously he's the underdog. It's against Roman. You know, nobody beats Roman. But right. you know, the idea as again playing into the Paul thing was the whole. He's fuck. You know, your dad trained this guy. He didn't train you, and it's like oh. Oh, the, pro- the promo was gold. Um, Fuck, dude. What the promos on fucking wrestling have been just gold left and right. If we're not Paul Heyman getting it, we're getting it from fucking MJF. God damn. I Calm mean, down, guys. We know how emotional Cody gets when he cuts um, deep and honest promos. Then you put him in the ring opposite Paul Heyman, who is just a Mike fucking wizard. Yeah, absolutely. The- the emotion poured out of both of them, and I like to think it was genuine. But then, of course, Heyman flipped the switch and pulled the heel rug from under us. Dude. As he like, does. He, the, 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 this whole thing was just awesome because he's, like, breaking down. Cody's breaking down this story of how they had no money. He had $100 in a, in a Wachovia bank account. And I'm like, God damn, that's old as fuck. Think of Wachovia. Like, they, are, they are so gone. It's not even funny. But just to hear that, like, made me chuckle. But he's like, you know, we had $100 to our name. And he said, you know, if just Dusty Rose could just appear on an ECW, you know, show that, you know, they would take care of him. And, you know, they paid and it was helpful. And, you know, they helped him this and that. Helped him out of a rough spot going on later on in his career when Cody was being a spoiled little brat. And he even admits to it. Um, 
you know, and then it just it's it it breaks Paul in a way. Like he's you know he's caught in an emotion, and he's very it's a it's a personal thing now. It's like oh my god, you know the respect and the you know the admiration and even the acknowledgement. He said even you know of, the, of what I had for your dad is gigantic, you know. But then as he's super baby face, Paul. That that fucking turns going like this. It's like the waffle maker, you know what I'm saying? You got to flip it, but he's flipping it extra <laughs> slow. So, and then of course it, it turns into the you know, but you know it's it's hard enough for you to to have to win it all at WrestleMania, but then you're going against the tribal chief, and it's like ah, kick of the dick, fucking love it. And it just kept going, and every time that you know Cody's up here, he's up here, but Roman's all the way up there. And it's like ah, you fucking. Yeah, it'd be uh, interesting to see how these back and forth promos go because I mean Roman's gotten really good at cutting promos now too, as we've seen the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's see him go toe to toe with Cody on the mic. Yeah, just can Cody not cry? That's all I'm asking. I mean, I'm not. I know he's super passionate, super yeah. passionate, super passionate, not, super emotional. Can you just not cry? Por favor, just get Cody angry. There, there you go. go. Sometimes he cries when he's angry too. So. Yeah, was, Damn it, double-edged sword. <laughs> it's like, fire up. This is not fair. Not, not that fire. Shit. Um, so, yeah, we uh, we will see how it goes. Elimination Chamber is only just over a week away, so it's not going to take too Fuck, long to quick. get into it. It very, very quick. Um, Fuck. Yeah, I don't know why it's so quick. I guess there was nothing available at the end of February because Mania is not till April. So we got all of March to get through. So basically, we're just going to have a nice slow drive to Mania. I was guess so, right? Yeah, fucking, was it seven weeks? Yeah, uh, yeah. Something like I that. I guess. I mean, I'm I'm bagging on it because I'm like, well, you guys and your fucking monthly pay-per-view. But at the same time, I'm just like, you've got me accustomed to your fucking monthly pay-per-view. <laughs> so this is your fault. Also, at the Bad. same time, we've got, we've got Revolution in March, too. So that kind of fills the gap. Thank you, AEW. Thank you. Uh, Plus, when is Supercard? That's Mania Week. That's right, yeah, Mania Week. It's going to be that Friday before the two-night Mania. LA is going to be hopping. Everybody put your hands up! Hands up! Every single time you stand up! Stand up! Let them know they can't ban us! Ban us! Yeah, I bet they can't stand us! Stand us! And what happened? What's up, everybody? This is AJ Kirsch, one half of the MLW commentary team, and you're listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. It's time to take it to the max. Now, um, it's going to be real quick this week. I've only got two pieces to get through, so let's go back in time and find out what happened this week in wrestling history. Um, so, yeah, like I said, there's only two pieces to get through this week. It's been a, a very uneventful week in history. We've had plenty of title changes, but nothing really stand out, newsworthy. Um, 
So February 3rd, 1980, actually both are in the 80s this week, 1987, nice. the mega powers explode following <laughs> Miss Elizabeth <laughs> taking a bump during a tag match against the Twin Towers. Um, Macho Man and Hulk Hogan came to blows when Savage's jealousy got the better of him and he attacked his partner, setting up the classic WrestleMania 5 showdown. Get your hands off my woman! Uh, if I remember rightly, Macho Man went over the top and just landed on Miss Elizabeth. Yeah. Knocked her over or something like that. Yeah, it, uh, it was his fault. Hogan then, helps her up, and he's like, "Hold on, don't want to help her up," and it just starts wailing on him. I'm like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" I mean, Hulk took her to the back. Savage got pissed. Then Hogan came back. Savage went to the back. Hogan finished the match and won the match. And then when he got backstage, Savage just went nuts. Pure jealousy. Pure jealousy. <laughs> the '80s. Seriously, they're like, "Fucking talk about that's my woman." Like, goddamn. Also, can we please put Miss Elizabeth in the Hall of Fame? I'm with that move. I don't give a shit what happened later been, on in and life. If, and if we're if we're throwing Miss Elizabeth in there, we need to get woman in there too. Quit playing around. Damn right, yeah. But our kids can Google. I don't, I don't give, a give a shit. That's right, baby. You put China in, they can still Google China. You mother, you motherfuckers, Google dumbass history all the fucking time, okay? Look, I don't want to hear this dumbass shit. Mandy Rose, you let Mandy Rose go because she likes porno or she's doing porno. <laughs> all right. So you know what? come on we, now. We know that WWE diehards can't use Google because every time somebody shows up on AEW, they don't know. They go, who the fuck's that guy? Who the fuck is this guy? What, what the hell? You, you, you could Google Benoit and be disgusted at yourself, but you can't Google this motherfucker? Come the hell on. Who the fuck is this new Japan nerd? Use Google. Use Google. Shit. You know what? Or get our, even, I would say even just fucking, you know, Google's your best bet. Shit. I would say open up Bleacher Report maybe one time, but not. Yeah, don't use Bing neither. Hey, take um, February 4th, 1988. So the following year, Andre the Giant ended Hulk Hogan's 1,474-day reign as WWE champion. However, and this is where it gets complicated. No, it doesn't. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Hogan's shoulder was visibly up But um, the referee counted it anyway And it was revealed that Ted DiBiase Paid off the referee To have plastic surgery To look like Dave Hebner In reality of course it was the debut of Dave's brother Earl Who happens to be his twin brother um, Andre then surrendered the title to DiBiase As Dave Hebner ran down to attack his twin Earl Hebner ah, was Once again 80s uh, fucking 80s was bananas <laughs> And I'm sure there's like some kids Like this makes no sense No bro you don't know Ted DiBiase Ted DiBiase is the million, the million dollar man This motherfucker had more money than money Boy he had he, he was the motherfucker printing the money According to WWE Which is the perfect way to like spin him And so he fucking hired Andre And he fucking made this whole thing Because he wanted to be world champ And he knew he'd never be able to beat Hogan so this and it's fucking hilarious because I'm like I'm watching all of it in my head right now and I'm seeing him put the fucking belt over his whole suit and I'm like you're an idiot, but it's great. It's so great. I'm oh, glad that fuck. there's only two pieces of history this week because based purely on those two segments, people are now gonna go and check out the '80s because what the fuck is this chicanery? Dude, go if you're not watching the 80s just to get a better feel of how bad wrestling used to be and not bad in that way. What I mean by it is like that the whole idea of your dis of, your, of you having no disbelief, like 
fully gone. Like you are fully invested in this shit. They used to go on fucking just. Let's oh, go K-Fabe for a ride, baby. <laughs> Kayfabe was legit. <laughs> Earl like, Hebner I'm... is not his twin. It's another referee who got plastic surgery to look it's... like Dave Hebner. Not only that, I swear to God, I swear to God, for the, if you go back to the 80s, most of these dudes that like did the movies, Roddy doing movies, Hogan doing movies, there was always some little reference to wrestling. There was always <laughs> a little one to wrestling, or it was uh, in the trailer, it would be WWF star, uh, you know, Roddy Piper, WWF star Hulk Hogan, stars in fucking, you know, was it prison, you know, commando or whatever, urban commando. And everybody seems to know about They Live. It's well, not just it's, if you know Roddy Piper, it's a pretty much a cult film. It's it's a cult thing, but at the same time, you can you can blame South Park as well for having the... Yeah, uh, the I guess. They literally mimicked the fight with the fucking Jimmy and Timmy. <laughs> so, that, like I said, that is all your history this week. Go on to Peacock or whatever, WWE Network, if you still got it in the UK, and go check out the 80s. Do it now. Do and it right also, now. Rich, I'll rewind. Fucking ain't right on that one. So, so get back on track here. Last week, we decided that the world championship would be vacated due to the fucking bullshit shenanigans on both sides. Well, being El Boss, you're so El Jefe, uh, I, I can't stand to be let, let this go down. So, I, I called the boys in for a meeting and uh, I gave them a piece of my fucking mind. Tell you that you should quit trying. You were too small and you were too young. They tell you the chance is too slim, the world is too big, but you say, How come? I'm ready to light a new fire, raise a new flag across a new sea. And if I'm ever the one in your way, then put your head down and run right through me. Sorry for the interruption. As promised last week, there is evidence that the Phoenix was attacked during his world title match with the Walker. And I, the lawyer, the best damn lawyer, have that evidence here for you. Without further ado, here we go. Sit it down, sit it down before we get into anything. Anything. I've got somebody to introduce to y'all. Boys, meet your newest member, Ted P. 
You've got to be kidding me. Don't get me wrong. I considered talking to you to recruiting him. But look at what happened at the Rumble. He cost me the world title. If he never interfered, I would still be champion right now. How in the hell do you expect me to trust him? Bro, calm down. I'm pretty sure F.A. has a good reason behind all of this. Relax. Trav. I was just following orders. I'm not out to get you. We're on the same side. Hold up. What do you mean you had orders? Let's get into the real reason we're all here today. It's not about Teddy. It's about when we went down to Promo Rumble. And the reality is, is Corey, you lost a television title. Personally, I think you took DC too lightly and were unprepared. Because of that, you're no longer television champion. I did that same exact thing and I took Kenny too lightly and I could not capture the knowledge championship. And well, if it was all left to Trav and he, like the rest of us, could not succeed and he lost the world title. Yeah. No thanks to you, apparently. Enough. Outlaw shit is what we do around here, Trav. Or is that something you forgot? Was it or was it not you that said you can't trust the Dragon Club and you were demanding backup? And I told you that I wouldn't help you, that Corey wouldn't help you, but I never said no one. I never said you wouldn't get help from some mysterious thing. No, 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 no. I fucking played them because that's what you have to fucking do. It's a good thing that I sent Teddy Pete. Phoenix would have bashed your goddamn brains in with that dumbass gavel. It was a perfect fucking plan. Lights go out, you take, Teddy takes down Phoenix, ties up. That's it. Who no one would have known. It would have been simple, simple, simple. If you don't get it. Ted, if you finish that sentence, I won't be able to hold him back. It's probably not for you to get. <laughs> God damn it. Enough. Enough. The MDO is a family, and I've told you guys from the jump, there will be no fighting. But if you feel like you need to breach that, and you got to go out of your way to fight somebody, you can fight me. No soy al jefe. I am the boss. And what I say goes, and if I come out with some fucking mysterious plan, and it just so happens to go awry, that's what happens when you're the boss. You risk it. To try to get the job Now that I've gone from a 10, I gotta bring it the fuck down. And we gotta change our focus. Promo base starts right here, right now. And we need to bring gold back to the NBO. And you two, you two have a chance to be the first ever Max Tag Team Champions. There's no doubt that both of you could easily bring those belts home. But as for the world title, it looks like I'm just going to have to show you how that boss handles business.
I need to make a phone call. Hey, I declare the Iron Bank. Let him know. Okay, I'll be sure to let him know. Hello, Captain. How would you feel about recruiting a new member? Hmm. What do you have in mind? Shut the front door. Take me dead and bury me pregnant. It's the interview queen, Alicia Atute here, and you are currently listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. It's time to take it to the max. All right, now that that's over, let's have some fun. Let's see if you can get there before we do. If Daz doesn't get there in under two minutes, he will be cutting a promo on, uh, or 60-second promo on, on this mystery guy at the end of the show. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time to guess the wrestling. I wonder who this could possibly be. Who is it? Who the hell is it? Guess the wrestler. He's the bestler. Better than all the wrestlers. All right. He started training his early career professional wrestling all the way back in 1969. He won Golden Gloves uh, boxing back in, from looks like, 69 as well. Black belt in judo. And he, he debuted uh, 1975 for California's NWA. Hollywood to get uh, into Dan the Beast. No, sir. Let's get into some titles here. Uh, make life easy. NWA Hollywood uh, heavyweight champion. So it's NWA America's heavyweight champion. Five times and a five-time tag team champion with the Crusher, Keith Franks. Uh, was it Paku? Uh, Ron Bass. Oh wow, that's hilarious. And the Hangman, not Adam Page. <laughs> <laughs> he was also NWA light heavyweight champion. Damn. Pro wrestling guerrilla legends battle Royal back in uh, 2011. Cauliflower mm-hmm. alley inductee 2001. Suzuki. No, sir. Wrestled for world class championship wrestling him and uh, bulldog Bauer won the tag team titles. His WWF run. He won all of two championships, one being the uh, Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship and the other being the tag team with a crazy partner being Ric Flair. Who the fuck won the WWE Tag Team titles with Ric Flair before his second one, third one? WWE uh, Hall of Famer in 2005. and oh, was even shit. given his own statue. Class. It was even given his own statue in 2009. Bruno, sorry, 2019. 19, sorry. Bruno or Dusty? No one knows. Uh, Andre? No. no, not Andre. Who do, oh, who's got a statue? Observer, best heel, 84, 85. Best on interviews, 81 through 83. Debussy. No, sir. <laughs> Worst work. Oh, okay. So I'm glad that that is because, okay. 
if you don't get it off these two, I don't know what to, t- I have no idea what to say. He won worst worked match of the year twice, once in 1986 and another one in 1997. The one in 97 was against the man they call Hollywood Hogan. And in 86 was against the man they call Mr. T. Mr. Fucking match. Wonderful? No. WrestleMania oh, 2, baby. Viper. Roddy goddamn Piper. Damn. You gotta cut a promo on Roddy Piper? Jeez. Oh, man, I love Roddy Piper, too. Uh, I had to do it because at Retro, he's he showed up for World War Three, and he's just telling Virgil the whole time, I've taught you how to find something back down if I were you. And I'm just like, is that, is that really what people do? I know how to, I taught you how to fight, so you can't fight? What if he knows how to fight better than you now because you taught him how to fight so well? Mm-hmm. How the fuck?
My path has been chosen. Hey, this is the charismatic enigma, Jeff Hardy. Welcome to the Madhouse. Welcome back to the Cap and Mo Show. We're here every single Thursday. Don't forget to like, follow, subscribe, wherever it is you may be joining us, and head to the website, maxrustingnet.weebly.com. That's right. Still to come this week's Geek of the Week, Festival of the Week, Shit Marks Say. And, of course, we can't forget our huge, surprising announcement. Oh, it is huge. It's Huge. huge. Huge with a, with a Y. Y got it. Um, and as you just heard during that break, a new match added to Promo Mania 8. Um, I say new, it's the fourth encounter between Mike Larkin and Robert Davis. Fucking mind-blown! Nope. You heard me correctly. Robert Davis is coming out of retirement to face the podcast machine in a promo exhibition. I no longer have the honor of being Robert Davis's final opponent, but it's good. Um, there's plenty of history between these two. Not only did they face off in both climaxes promo climaxes but mike also defeated robert in the final to become the first ever king of the mic in 2019 so there's history between these boys history baby i'm fucking still blown away at this one anyway mike is also a former iron bank winner but the question is who will be this year's mr iron bank need to be a grand slam champion that's what it is i'm over here fucking stumbling and bumbling because i'm over here reading all down my fucking accolades and realizing this is the last one that i need to garner said Grand Slam championship over then, but then again, there's a tag team thing, but we'll get into that in a oh, different yeah, day. New title. God damn it, add him <laughs> on me. So anyway, so um, as you can consider this my entry, and of course, uh, fucking Trav already cashed his in, so it is what it is. And then speaking of cashing in, DC cashes in his lovely thing, and that's just one of the many ways you could do it. You can cash it in at any time to garner yourself any championship and within the 12-month time period, or you can take option C, like Crimmins did, and book yourself in the main event going forward at Promo Mania, so it's definitely one worth going after. Yeah, option C, C for Crimmins. Speaking of which, this year's main event will be Daniel Crimmins, Mr. Iron Bank 2022, cashing in to close the show with the baddest of them all the longest reigning former promo champion the demoness it was booked last year a year in advance but now the stakes have been raised after winning a tv title at podcast promo rumble dc will now defend the championship in this match fucking dc changing the game but speaking of championships for the first time ever max wrestling will crown tag team champions at promo mania it is a feud with so much backstory, it's unbelievable. One might even say you can trace it all the way back to last year's promo mania. In last year's main event, the captain defeated the Phoenix for the world championship in the cinematic sequel. But the cousins have been reunited to face a common enemy. The war has been brewing since the summer. The Phoenix and the captain's alter ego, the shape and representing the Dragon Club versus the modern day outlaws. My man's Travis and Cypher, a tag team promo clash crown tag team champions that's right and that's not all the knowledge championship will also be defended by kenny killer kenny killer in what is a dominant third reign his opponent is someone he has beaten twice 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 
once in the final to crown the first ever Nullis champion in 2016, and most recently at Promo Series 7, just 2 minutes and 8 seconds Ooh. after winning the title from the Phoenix. The one and only Beer. Beer! So there is a major score to be settled in the oldest rivalry in Max Wrestling trivia, and of course the predictions title will be on the line for WrestleMania 39. Again, it's March 28th and 30th. Go to maxrossingnet.weebly.com slash promomania8 for more information. Promomania8, goddammit! Um, um, and it seems we're going to be having a new world champion crown too, as you seem seemingly are declaring yourself to go for the vacant title. I don't know who's got the balls enough to go at me, but the, but you know what? DC called his shot, and uh, I'm just that big of a boss. I don't need no fucking briefcase to call my shot. So whoever's got the balls... Whether you want to make an announcement today, tomorrow, next week, the day before Promo Mania, I don't give a shit. I guess the co-main event, because I can't take DC's line, the main event, the main event, the co-main event. Well, I mean, it's two nights. There you go, two nights, baby. It's going to be yours truly going after the Max Wrestling World Championship against whoever the fuck got the balls. Hmm. I think we're uh, going to stick a pin in that one and see who we can come up with. Um, you a big old pin, Jack. So in other news, uh, let's go WWE first. Raw was pretty eventful this week, setting up yeah. Elimination Chamber. Um, we finally got the cage match between Bailey and Becky. And, of course, damage control got involved anyway, which led to a surprising return of Lita, who honestly should have been a Raw's 30 or the Royal Rumble. But anyway. Yeah, I was um, going to say, either one of those would have worked. Lita runs down, saves Becky's ass, and rumors run in riot now that Trish will be coming back next week to set up a six-woman tag at Chamber, and of course that is going to be in Trish's stomping ground in Canada. Canada! Um, I, I mean, I'm down with that, but again, that's going to be obviously another L for damage control. Yeah, a lot of L's for them, but does it count against Legends? Not really. I, I, I guess not. I mean, people expect you to lose to legends. Yeah, that's where I'm at. I mean, unless like it's gonna be like a mania thing where you can get them put over. Like I, I think the chamber is like a whatever thing. So like if they get the ass beat there, then it's like it is what it is. But I'm kind of I'm I'm leaning with you. It's like they had gotten this uh, nice push for like a couple of weeks. They got the Vince treatment with Paul. That's what happened. Like that. That's what fucking. Ha- I can't put it any better way. They, they gave him the three week trial, and after the three weeks, it was ball game, baby. <laughs> Fuck. But uh, Bailey and Becky are in a pretty much a blood feud right now, and it's almost like damage control is just kind of in the background, just it's over Bailey's shoulder. Well, I'm I'm guessing. Well, I don't know. I've I don't know if they want to do one-off matches at Mania, but they probably are going to do a bunch of one-off matches, and I could absolutely see Becky and Bailey doing an Iron Woman match. Yeah. And, and that would work perfectly because Bailey is known for doing Iron Woman matches. Yeah. So I, I think that would be a, a great little thing. I, I just, it's, it's, is it going to get boring before then? It's my only worry. And with um, all the constant, you know, fuckery from damage control, and it yeah. just, I, I try to be optimistic. I do. I try to be optimistic. But then again, they love to fucking shove stuff down our throat. 
You know what I mean? And they they don't let things build on their own. They want to just, hey, did you get it? Did you get it? Did you get it? And it's like, no, yeah, we got it a week ago. We we also got it when you recapped it three times. Mm, three times. And you're going to recap it again on the pay-per-view. The, I guess the only booking that really makes sense would be we do the six-woman tag at Chamber and then at Mania. We do the Iron Woman match with Becky and Bailey, And maybe we'll get a tag match between uh, EO and... Dakota against Trish and Lita, but EO and Dakota gotta go over. Yeah, that'd be cool, but I mean, even you could probably just do that. I don't know. Well, I wouldn't do it on the Raw. But, I mean, you fucking could. Eh, it seems like an ass. That seems like such a fucking cop-out, though. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, you gotta give him shine. Gotta give him some kind of shine. Fuck it, then you just move this goddamn six-man tag to the fucking uh, Mania, then. Shit. If you, I mean, if it's going to be that fucking convoluted and difficult, move it all the way to Mania and just put fucking uh, put uh, Bailey's team over. Sorry, Becky. I, I, think the only the reason, I think the only reason they'd be doing it at Chamber is just so Trish has the hometown pop. Yeah, well, that's... Home I, country pop. I was thinking the exact same thing. You know, it's, it's Canadian. I mean, for crying out loud, Brock's going to show up for somehow, some reason, because it's just probably yeah. just down the road. He's riding a camel there. <laughs> or a cow. Maybe a bear. He says he's got moose. So maybe he's riding moose. Brock, Brock's definitely riding in on a moose. He's, he's riding in on a moose. <laughs> and don't touch my moose. Okay. Um, but yeah, Brock's uh, taking on Bobby. Um, we got the official I... contract signing next week. Um, glad. I'm glad. I'm so glad. Because I was really afraid this was going to be the Mania match. I was really afraid it was going to be Mania match. So now I've, I'm very optimistic we're finally going to get Brock and Walter or Brock and Gunther. Yeah. I see title, Brock. Come on. Um, if Brock wins the fucking I see title. Come on. Tell me you wouldn't pop. Tell me oh, you I mean, wouldn't pop. pop. Brock has never won anything other than the world title. I'm telling you, that's just the move. And then, and then, and then he shows up on Monday and gets fucking double legged by Gable Stevenson. You're welcome. You're welcome, Uncle Paul. I was gonna say, you imagine Brock showing up every week for an open challenge. Who the fuck's gonna answer the that open would challenge be awesome. against Brock? That would be. That's what I'm saying. You do it the one week, and then it gets beat. Or, or that's where you bring in like a Jay White, if he if he decides he wants to sign with the E, you know, what I mean? uh, or Tomatonga or something. One of the outside guys. That's the rumor I'm reading that Jay has signed. Um, now I don't I don't believe that because I the the, the one that the, the site that I kept seeing came up from it it said fightful but it was spelled wrong. Well and I mean fightful full of shit. That's how what it said they're full of shit anyway. <laughs> but no, the other thing is his contract's not up yet. They're both not up until and I, oh, actually no, there's like four contracts that are coming up. Uh it's gonna be Jay White, uh both Hikaleo. Tomatonga and Tongaloa, and all three of them. I mean, so it's it's a big it's a big group of dudes. We already know. Um, was it Tomaloa? Tongaloa had already been in the WWE. For those of you who yeah. remember, fucking uh, Camacho. Camacho, thank you. I was about to butcher the shit out of that. <laughs> oh fuck, dude! It just that's just oh fucking the craziness. My mind was blown when I, when I figured that out. Hey, let's speak Camacho. Let's get the fuck out. That that guy I, that keeps yelling motherfucker in the ring used to be Camacho. I I remember that like asking that to some I've, I don't think I was as close to Robin all them at the time and I was like 
hey, where is this guy from and why does he look so fucking familiar? Like, I'm watching the Gorillas of Destiny and I'm like, this fucking dude looks familiar. And somebody was like, oh, he was in WWE. And I was like, ah, he's probably just an extra. And I left it alone. I left it alone. And then somebody, I think it was either DC or Mike, sent me a clip, probably Mike, sent me a clip of, of Camacho. And I was like, oh, what the hell? I think he was in like a little car or whatever. I was like, oh, this is fucking bullshit. It's all bad. Don't do it again. Don't yeah, don't do it again. Um, I I'd like to think Bobby goes over this time. But for what? Did he go over last time? Who won between Bobby and Brock last time? I don't even remember. Uh, this is should be sure the first time Brock. they've come to a head, I believe. Is it really? I'm pretty sure it's the first time they've come to a head. Did they not have a squash or something? Maybe I know they, they've um did they do a, um, a did they do a Saudi show together? Yeah, they they definitely were in a fatal four way, right? Uh I, I know that they've been in matches like yeah, where they're not one on one. Was it Crown Jewel? Yeah, I'm sure it was Crown oh, Jewel. Oh, that sounds right, yeah. Yeah. Crown Jewel. Brought less than last one. year. Yeah, there you go. I knew I knew they'd face before. So uh I like to think Bobby's like, gonna st- go over this time. <sighs> you beat him in that six is, minutes. That is a triple threat. Then you do a Romanian triple threat. Gunther, Lesnar, Bobby. Bobby wins IC Bill. Damn it. That's Damn it. I want fight. I want IC Brock. But that's a house fight. Oh yeah, it is. And it would be great. It would be Right. You know what? Fuck it. I'm down for something like that. Um, I mean, but then again, I, I think the worst case scenario, the worst case scenario is we would end up having to see it a third time. And I'm sure that that would be a, a, an opportunity for them to be like, well, yeah, it's got to go on Mania. And mm. if it does. And I'm saying this to any fucking one of you e-nerds out there that are listening who's going to fucking write Paul today. If this happens at Mania. Where they have to go around three and Gunther's out of it and don't worry about that and it's just Brock and Bobby three fight pit. Oh, you have to put it in the fucking fight pit. I don't give a fuck how much money Brock wants. I don't give a fuck. You're gonna sell this bitch ass company anyway. You might as well fucking pay him every dollar you got. Go in there and fucking go it. Go in there for nine minutes, not even ten. Not even 10 minutes. Going there for nine minutes with fucking Bobby Lashley. And for the first five, I need you guys just to wrestle. Like, suplex? No, no, no. Like, wrestle. Like, like back you did in college. Oh, okay. And watch them just fucking tear the house down. Oh, that shit would be fuego. Man. Nice. Not Del Sol. Um, and finally from WWE, uh, Edge and Beth versus the Judgment Day is also official for Elimination Chamber, which we all saw coming. Um, yeah, kind of in an awkward place though, because surely yeah. Edge and Beth go over for the revenge, but then does that damage Rhea's momentum going into Mania? No. No, Rhea wrote her own story. She's writing her own redemption story. And... Even if she's, and here's the reality, she would need to get beat to shit, beat to shit by Beth, and that ain't going to happen. That is, she's not even going to take the pin. Bet money she's not even going to take the pin. I bet you it's going to end up being like, well, did they announce which part, who of Judgment Day? 
Uh, Finn and Rhea. Finn and Rhea. Okay, perfect. Watch Finn get pinned. And build to them having a fucking mania match where Finn goes over. And there goes bye-bye for Edge. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. I, I love the guy to death. I do. But you can only make a, a shocking return so many times, playboy. Yeah, how many times has Edge returned now? It's it, he, He's returned, I want to say, twice in the last five months. And that's a shoot. I, I'm dead ass on that. I'm dead ass. Like, is he re-returned at the fucking Rumble? And I'm like, what do you mean re-returned? Wasn't this motherfucker here? No. Oh, okay. Well, my bad. I didn't fucking know. Yeah, he got a return pop. That's why I was like, where the fuck have you been? I thought you'd been working. And no, oh, I guess he wasn't. It's on vacay. Cutting Viking shit. Ooh, I think. Ooh. I don't know. I don't Even know, I know he's uh, been playing a home husband. There you go. That's what it really is. Hanging out in fucking North Carolina getting donuts. We're peachful. Right. Ooh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> he's hella playful. She's like, stop it. He's like, hell no. Are you kidding me? I'm Edge. Yeah, right. It's, I'm rated, oh, rated superstar. I was just about to say, rated R. Hello. <laughs> you think this is bad? You should have seen Raw 15 years ago. <laughs> <I> was... <laughs> he's all. Remember that segment we're not allowed to play in the house? <laughs> you want to redo it? She's like, just, no, uh, come just, on. just without seeing her at the end this time. That'd be hilarious. It's like he did. They did it on me. Like, come on, let's do it right now. Lead us here. She'd be thinking it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh fuck! And afterwards, I call Matt. Oh Jesus! Hey Matt, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't like it here. Okay, that sucks. Bye. What are you doing, Matt? I'm just killing time on TV every week. I'm just getting paid. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> waiting for my brother to come back from rehab. I'm just getting paid to hang out with Ethan Page. <laughs> like, all right, whatever. That is literally all Matt Hardy's doing. <laughs> oh. He's getting paid to hang out with Ethan Page and to get yelled at by fucking Stokely Hathaway. Pretty much everybody gets yelled at Run by Stokely Hathaway. Who the fuck is intimidated by Stokely Hathaway? He is five foot three. That motherfucker is short. I ain't afraid of him. His fucking the only thing I'm afraid of is getting blinded by the glare on the top of his head. That is it, boy. That's well, it. Hook's certainly not intimidated by him, and I love that backstage segment. He just grabs him in an armbar, and uh, was it Lexi Nash? Like you're gonna hurt him. I think that's oh, well. the point. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's the point. One, I think that's the point. Two, I don't think he gives a shit. No. They don't give a fuck. Uh, I also think that's the first time Hook has spoke on Dynamite. I know he spoke on um, Was it a Rampage, social media yeah. video or a Rampage, but that's the yeah. first time he spoke on Dynamite. I, I want to say yes, but I also kind of want to say no. I swear that the first time he spoke was Dynamite, but it might have been. I think it was Rampage. That's why I'm pretty stuck with that. But yeah, no, no, I'm... For a guy that doesn't do fucking much, he still has all the goddamn momentum in the world. Yeah, you everybody I mean? loves Hook. It's hard not to. He's got a unique look. He's got a unique style. He's impressive with his power and speed, athleticism. And he's green. And, and he's technically green as fuck. Yeah. He's, he, he, he's still learning, but yet he's able to show off. He's able to emphasize what he knows well. There you go. That's what I want to use. He's able to emphasize what he knows well, and that makes him look better than he is. Not saying he's yeah. bad. Not saying he's shit. I'm saying he is a entry level guy who's got some, you know, advanced stuff. Who within time 
years and the whole whatever experience, he will get a shit ton better. A shit ton better. And then especially when the perfect carbon copy of you is your dad, but you're just a smaller, more explosive frame than he is. Yeah, dude, there's gonna there's big things coming his way. Big things. Yeah, that's the thing. He's better than he looks. Like mm-hmm. Mrs. Captain walked in one day and he's wa- he's making his entrance and you know he's got he's a scrawny guy, he's got the sideshow bob hairdo, and she's just like, Really? Like, watch him. Yeah, you watch him though. The guy's fucking throwing everybody around the ring and he's Yeah, near three hundred pounders, three <laughs> over three hundred pounders. And he's what, 120 wet? Mm-hmm. Easy, boy. Like, <laughs> no, I've, I'm glad you brought the missus on that one. Mine, mine at, uh, she's asked about MJF because she thinks he's a total doucher. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's, that's the whole thing. But she's captivated by it. She's like, he kind of reminds me of Ric Flair. I'm like, that's, thank you. I'm like, you, from an outside perspective, I was like, you get it. But then she noticed uh, the, the arm twist from Hook, and she's like, who's the little guy? <laughs> And I was like, that's it. Where's this Bill Bronson match? And I was like, this little guy does this. And I'm like, literally, as Dynamite's going on, I'm like, my phone's right here. And she's just, eyes got big. Like, what the hell? And I'm like, yeah, he's explosive. She's like, but they go up for that, right? I was like, yeah. I said, but imagine a 300-pounder going up when you're all of a buck 40. Yeah. And she's like, okay, then. Never mind. I was like, dude, I said, you could get, you're going to get, I'm going to keep it fucking, which I'm about 260. I am getting three feet, uh, three inches off the ground, playboy. I am not, I can't go up that much. Bear Bronson probably got up a half a foot. And fucking, that means Hook did everything else. <laughs> ah. And then, uh, speaking of MJF, he was amazing for this amazing. whole show. Um, Literally, he was on and off screen all night, and he was amazing all night long. Okay. Uh, opening match, uh, getting the win over Takeshita. But honestly, for me, it was MJF's best non-gimmick match. Yeah, dude. He's... Takeshita is the fucking man. He's the man. Just... MJF, though, is... His, his athleticism and his timing were both way on point in this match. And it's all because he does basic-ass shit and he does it well he does it methodically everything means something he is the definition of an old fucking school wrestler his promos old fucking school the the, the one he cuts were at, at later on in the show where he's got like blood on his shit or whatever and he gives us that whole fucking oh that god that goddamn story this fucking oh lord jesus um so I, I have to emphasize this first because I'm I'm I have to. This, my my brain won't let me not do it. I'm pretty sure this is a fake story. Number one, uh, and if it's not, you're a fucking idiot. Um, but if I'm also not mistaken, a super super similar thing happened to John Jones. So MJF's telling this story about how it's his junior year in high school and he's got this sweet Camaro and. You know, he likes to fucking, he likes to speed. You know, he's a speed demon. So he's got speed and ticket, speed and ticket, speed and ticket. And it gets to the point where, you know, you get points taken off your license and you can get to the point where they will revoke it. Well, 
that's exactly where MJF was at. He was about uh, one point away from having his license revoked. And well, it's fucking homecoming weekend, baby. So there's no way Big Daddy MJF can't have his Camaro, right? So he's, you know, he's calmed down. Or he's chilled out. And he's doing the thing. And he's there's the girl that he had to have. Well, he, he got her all right. And he showed her a good old time. And he's over here trying to get fucking AEW canceled with the. I'm like, you fucking son of a bitch. Uh, but it was great. But he tells this story about how, you know, they were they were driving down and they were having they were just doing whatever. And he went to go slam on the brake and he ended up hitting the accelerator and they slammed into a tree. Well, when they slammed into a tree, he realizes behind him that there's a bunch of cops on the way. And he just hears sirens roaring. And after, you know, assessing the damage, realizing he's covered in blood and, you know, he the windshields busted, all this other stuff. He sees, you know, his uh his date pretty much limpless. He puts his finger under her nose and realized, oh, she's still breathing. So the dastardly bastard decides, I'm going to switch places with her so I don't lose my license. And I'm just like, that's fucking great. That's fucking terrible, but that's fucking great. And it's when that he, the way he told that whole story, I literally got Ric Flair vibes. And then when he fucking flipped it super evil, I got Roddy Piper vibes. And I'm like, you are the walking embodiment today on the microphone of the of, of a love child of Ric Flair and Roddy Piper. You have the fucking mad over the topness. You go on tyrants sometimes that make no fucking sense, but they're awesome because of your expressions. But yet, as like Ric Flair does, somehow, some fucking weird way, everything ends up tying up together. And I'm just dumbfounded by this kid dumbfounded he has that very unique ability where you're not quite sure if he's telling you a legit story Mm. or if he's playing a character beautifully well he did it this week he did it with punk he did it with regal um and you can never quite sure you know, you can never quite tell where he's blurring the lines or if he's completely making the whole thing up. He's yeah. just so good at telling stories. And um, yeah, and I dude. fully believe this story. <laughs> I mean... And then it, it gets to the punchline where he's like, so I switched seats with her. And I'm like, you prick. You're a prick bastard. <laughs> but it makes perfect sense. I hate it, but it makes perfect sense. Yeah, he's such a good heel. We've been saying this for, what, four years? Since day one he got here. Since day one. And the only thing we used to say back from day one is, well, he can't wrestle that well. And after year one, it was... Oh, yeah. After year one, it was, hey, he's not that bad. But he's really, really good on promos. And then, like, year two and a half, oh, this guy's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. He's the man, though. He's the fucking man. And... This is why we're uh, in a bit of a pickle right now because I don't want his reign to end, but at the same time, be dry. Oh yeah, yeah. There, if I could give my quick on that one, uh, Uncle Dave this morning said uh, something beautiful that I, I agree wholeheartedly with, and that is AEW does not have a top baby face. No, and because they don't have a top baby face, I don't see MJF losing this belt anytime soon. And I love B. Dry. I love Brian Danielson. There's nobody I want more to be AEW champion for a fucking day even than uh, than B. Dry. 
but he's not the top baby face. And I don't know if you can book him like that in the next month. I mean, maybe you can. I'm sure you can. It's be dry. But at the same time, I just, it needs to be somebody new. It needs to be somebody different. You know, and maybe, maybe uh, Adam Cole ends up being the guy. You know, maybe Adam Cole could be the guy. Or, you know, maybe somebody comes in. You know, maybe that's when Coda all of a sudden decides he wants to show up. Or maybe Jay White doesn't sign with the E and ends up going with AEW. You know, it, it could be one of those, a plethora of those dudes. You know, it's, it's a long list, but it's, it's, uh, until they have that established top baby face. And again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it is be dry. You know, maybe I'm overseeing it, you know, and if it turns out to be badass, but if not, you know, it is what it is. But I feel like that's what it's going to take to dethrone MJF. Even if he does decide to pull the Brock shit and I only wrestle on pay-per-views and once in a blue moon on dynamite. Um, pretty Ricky had a pretty, pretty tough night um and it seemed like it was going his way as he got through 2.0 got through angelo parker and very 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 quickly got through um (laughs) matt daddy magic oh yeah fucking beautiful stuff i was like i think he actually wrestles the first dude angelo parker and then beat him and then matt menard literally comes in and he rolls him up and that was it and i'm just like ah you fucking idiot (laughs) but then but then it's Sammy and Danny Garcia coming down, and Danny gets so pissed off because Sammy music starts playing as he's like halfway down the ramp. And yeah. I'm like, this is great. This is great. I love this. He's going to kick his ass. No, they're selling it beautifully. Now they're like teaming together. Now they're like friends and shit. And I'm like, fuck, I hate this, but I love it. <laughs> and uh, it, it, it takes what well, was obviously Jericho throwing the fucking, uh, uh, was it Judas effect? And destroying poor Ricky that I was like, fuck, that mask is dumb. That's goddamn Chris Jericho. And sure enough. But one thing I was unaware of uh, is apparently if Ricky had beaten everybody, he was going to have to fucking face Jericho after that. So he was literally going to have to go through all five members of the JAS minus probably Jake Hager, you know, in one night. And it's like, what the fuck? That's fucked up. I, so whatever we'll, we'll maybe maybe tk out of the kindness of his heart or you know coming down from the thunder snow just be like ah fuck it ricky versus jericho at the, at the pay-per-view i mean it's probably gonna be anyway yeah um, what i'm waiting on I'm just, just waiting on how they're gonna get there yeah i mean let's be honest the only reason ricky lost was because of jericho yeah uh, his interference dressed as a fan i just don't like not a like he's so obvious <laughs> i'm funny i'm just like love, oh there goes chris jericho i love how the commentary were like wait a minute i know that build <laughs> you're trying to say he's fat you're trying to say he's fat and then <laughs> knowing that he had a mask on and knowing he wasn't going to be on tv or something somebody did not hit the fucking spray tan and he was just looking paler than holy shit <clears throat> i was like god damn Texas, jericho. yeah right Fuck, bro. We'll stand outside for a little bit. You'll be fine. How, how are you? How are you pale in Texas? I even Surveyor was tanned. Oh my god! Um, we, we glossed over that, but Jamie Hader got a little squash win over the Bunny. Uh, pr- over pretty for... straightforward. Um, but then after the match, Soraya and Tony attack and spray paint Lever Bates, who is still employed. 
Yeah, but she's cool. I like Lita Bates. Okay, so you know what, TK? I know you listen to everything we do here, so I appreciate you on that. First off, make sure you're telling all your dumbass friends to subscribe. Yeah, I call them dumbasses. Um, I get it, bro. You, you listen to Retro, and you're excited about the NWO, and that's fine. I, I dig it. I dig it. I don't want it now. I don't want it. I don't need people spray painting people like they're Hollywood Hogan, and this is 1997, but because it's not. Uh, it's really not. And then on top of that, explain to me how Saray is officially anti-AEW, or at least that's her character, and she's been here less than two months. Like, how does that work? And Tony, too, who literally carried the title for Yeah, like, so so how does that work? Like, I'm I'm just, I'm, it's one of these ones where it's like, it just, make it make sense, what the kids say, make it make sense, and... I'm I'm dumbfounded. I understand it's like, oh, it's the WWE girls versus everybody else. Bitch, that she was AEW fucking women's champion. So how does that make you fucking, you know, a WWE broad? And Soraya, I get her, but if that's the case, then you know, Ruby Soho. And who else you got on that fucking roster? You know, fucking uh you all of a sudden you're gonna make fucking Ty Conti a part of this thing now, too, because WWE, like, what are we doing? This was dumb. This was really dumb. Yeah, I think there was better ways to turn Soraya heel. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, like, I I don't... Okay, let me stop myself. I don't hate what they're doing. It's, it, it, it's, it's... I don't like it. I don't hate it. It makes sense. But I don't need a, a combination of we are the WWE girls and you're not to watch me do the NWO thing and spray paint you. I don't need that. That's what I don't need. No, and even the initial disrespect to Hikaru Shida just felt out of left field it came out of nowhere she was mm. she was all goody two shoes the week before or whatever mm-hmm. um and i get they had to bring her in as a face um so that she had that return moment and everything but maybe they should have just done a double turn in a Britt baker match i was just gonna say you're so you're telling me that her first match back yeah you couldn't have had her turn you can you couldn't and i'm bringing this guy up you had cm punk go full roh theme Bloodbath matching the whole nine, but you couldn't have did something a little out of the spectrum for somebody else. And I know they've done a double turn before, so what the fuck? It's uh, sometimes the fucking thunder snow is hitting, and sometimes it's not. <clears throat> yeah, it ain't here um, today. So on the flip side of the MJF rivalry we got going on, um, somebody tried to lock. Daniel, uh, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, and this whole thing <laughs> is in the trainer's room. Um, but Brady Bryan makes it to the ring anyway, despite MJF's best efforts to try and get Aubrey to count him out before the match even begins. Um, <laughs> and that was so I, funny. I don't even know how he got busted open, but Bryan bleeds all over the cameras. Oh, dude. Okay, so. Because uh, this the first time I'm loving. I have to bring up that whole thing because they, they locked, so they locked him in the back. I don't know what they did. They just like locked the door on him, and he forgot how to open it. So the fucking Neanderthal mind was like, "Ugh, ugh, pull on it," and then decided to kick it down. And when he kicks it down, fucking the BAJ, the buff ass Jose, is standing there with a drill like this. And I'm like, <laughs> "What the fuck is you doing? <laughs> like, what are you doing, bro? Are you like trying to fucking drill the door in, or like?" Huh? I was so confused. And then fucking B-Drive beelines to the ring. And he ends up, it's him and Roosh. And oh my fucking God. 
just oh my god Roosh has always been a, a stiff wrestler he's a guy that doesn't sell a whole lot but when he does he sells big and that's because you know he's probably actually heard of that type of time guys are probably so sick of him not selling the beating his ass for real but he's beating the shit out of brian yeah. He is beating the shit out of him. He's chopping the fuck out of him. He's chopping him and he slaps him. And he would chop him and he would slap him. And I'm just like, God damn it. Would you fucking slow down? Like Brie Bella is like not watching this one ever. And there's a spot where he gets, and I'm gonna say it like this, hooked into the fucking guardrail. And that thing goes from a straight line to fucking bent. And I'm like, oh shit. And then that's when uh B drive gigs. It's like the straightest line ever. Like you see, like the fucking fresh blade cut, like right as the camera turns, and I'm like, ah, uh, whatever. But anyway, and then he just starts working it. He's working the fuck out of this cut, and he just looks like Braveheart within fucking minutes. Within yeah. minutes, and it's just then there's this beautiful. They're fighting on the apron. Yeah, and that was a first splatter. Yeah, BJ goes to fucking just. I guess go hit a running knee or whatever, and just again. Fucking belly to belly right over his head. Fucking blood right onto the fucking lens. And I'm like, don't you dare wipe that off. Don't you dare wipe it off. <laughs> and sure enough, they didn't. And eventually they added more blood droplets, which was the best. So yeah. I, I, I love this entire thing. The presentation was fan-fucking-tastic. Um, if these two guys can go work a blood sport match, I would greatly appreciate it. Greatly appreciate it. Yeah, uh, so that suplex to the outside obviously was pretty close to the ring. I like Obviously, you have to think that a good portion of that front row got covered in blood too, because it must have obviously flicked off his hair or something. I should I should be looking on eBay right now. You're telling me <laughs> there's a fucking nerd selling their shirt, their hat, sunglasses. What? It's got Brian Dyson's blood on it. I wonder if they got it signed. Oh, I fucking would, <laughs> bud. I fuck if I was sitting front row and got his fucking blood on me. Hey, bro, can you sign this? I know, I know you're bleeding all over the place, but. And you pick up a pen. Right. I know they got stitches in your face right now, but would you mind? <laughs> I need to make about $1,500 on eBay. Thank you. Yeah. But Revolution's official now. We got B-Dry and MJF, and the punishment didn't end with Roosh because MJF beats down Brian, too, after the match. Got the ring, beats him down, and it just torquing, torquing, torquing on the injured arm, literally leading up to... I don't know what, but this definitely, I am getting WrestleMania 30 vibes, something motherfucking fierce. Yeah, and I mean, the ultimate beatdown of B-Dry. Can he come back and win it? Like I said, I don't hate the idea. I just think it's it would be better for somebody who we know is the ultimate babyface here. Yeah. And I think at the moment, like, B-Dry probably is the biggest babyface, or maybe yeah. it was Mox, but he's kind of disappeared a little bit, and he's going back and forth with Hangman. Um, but other than Brian, there really is no major babyface world title contender. No, not not one that's active enough. No. Like I said, Adam Cole is my only other option, but even he's still in the recovery land. Yeah, he's only just come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just, then, boy. Main events. <sighs> Um, on on the plus side, thankfully they went against the obvious prediction that we all made that Billy was yeah. going to turn on him. Um, they teased it, but he obviously remained on the side of the acclaimed, and instead he took a belt shot from his own son, his own goddamn son. Oh goddamn! Um, blood. So I, I like that they surprised us like that with 
Mm-hmm. The gun club still went in the titles, but it wasn't because of Billy. No, and 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 God, I I hate to admit that, like, yeah, you're right. I like this. They're obviously going to build back to the acclaim, more than likely winning them back. At least yeah. that's my guesstimation. And <clears throat> uh, hopefully they'll be at the pay per view where I think what would be even better is now this is where Billy Gunn turns. You know, oh, they beat me up and they this and they that. Oh, it's all part of the fucking plan. Now the guns have to stay tag champs and fuck you all. And uh, El Paso hated this move. They were dead and uh, mad at them. So, like, I, we really saw the guns beat the acclaim. Like, what? Yeah. What? And it's like, yeah, it, we did. Why? Because the reality is, is like, they needed this. They needed this. This is this is what the guns needed. Now, I, as you hear me calling them the guns and not the ass boys, you see what you see what I'm doing here. It's because that's what was necessary. They were a decently good team to a good team to now they are a good enough team to be talked about with the rest of the top team. They're good enough to be talked about now with the Bucks, not like overall, but I mean like. You know, they aren't the mid-card tag team now. Now they are an upper echelon tag team. Whether this title reign is short or long, this was a good enough feud to put them at a higher echelon to make you notice the guns. And that that was the whole idea behind this. Get the guns over, or at least noticed. And guess what? For me, it's a dub. I like it. Um, I just, I feel like, I feel like Billy has to turn. I just, I feel like he has to. Now, whether that means he ends up, uh, you know, beating up his own sons to help the acclaim win, fine. Fine. He hasn't laid hands on his kids yet, so fine, do it. Like, that's a good, I, I'll consider that a, a a full face turn, if you will, because right now, he's in the middle. He's He doesn't want to help the, he doesn't want to help the acclaim, but he doesn't want to help his sons. You know, now that the sons beat his ass, is he full face? Or is he going to go full heel and turn on the acclaim for not, you know, I don't know, not get, helping him, get his, not getting his ass beat or whatever. I don't know. It's It leaves a lot more questions open. And I, like I said, I really hope, and I know this is quick, but I really hope at Revolution we get a rematch. Yeah, and like I said, they did tease it like Billy picked up Bowens and it was, it was almost like he was going to hold yes. him in place. But yes. obviously he threw him to the side and went, hey, no, 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 not today. That's the cell job was beautiful. Like I said, I don't understand how the hell Billy Gunn got over in a year and a half, but he did. <laughs> he fucking really, really did. He got over with scissors. It's the second time he's got over with a rude gesture. Right. First he was the <laughs> ass, and now it's the scissoring. Um, Lord Jesus. But yeah, I mean, it, it, I don't think it really damages the acclaim because no, it was and certainly not a clean win. That's what I think a lot of the people are are upset about. Is is it? Oh well, this makes the acclaim look bad. This makes the acclaim look bad. No, it doesn't. They got hit no, with belts like twice. Exactly. Like no, this does. This does not make them look bad. This what this does is this allows you to make a star, make stars. I I say this every fucking week. I say it on every show. I say it every fucking time I watch anything. Make a star. Make a star. And the only way to do that is by beating recognizable people. How did a warrior become a star? By beating recognizable people, taking out fucking uh, honky tonk man in a matter of seconds, dominating Triple H and shit. That's how you, you get Goldberg. I hate using that motherfucker as comparisons, but 173 matches, they weren't long ones that took time that he beat the shit out of the motherfuckers. 
You know what I mean? It was an impact. It was all about the impact. You know, it, it, it was the names you beat. And so, good, again, good for the fucking guns. I hope this is a long reign. And I would kind of really kind of like it. And I'm saying it kind of a whole bunch because I'm kind of indifferent. But if you give me all heel chips, I'm not mad. I'm this not mad. The first time. No. It's also refreshing because then it's so much easier to make a baby face. Yeah. Because somebody's got to take down that dastardly motherfucker. And it's going to be you or you. Tale as old as time. Come on. So get, before y'all keep getting so goddamn mad, relax. So we relax. got one, two, three, about four weeks before revolution. Beautiful. That's perfect build. That's perfect build. That's perfect. That's perfect. Come on, bud. Yeah, I like that. Now, uh, I think you're all going to enjoy this one. Let's find out this week's Geek of the Week. Let's go. Pencil neck geek. Pretty freak. Scum sucking PF with a lousy proceed. He's a one man, no cut, losing streak. Nothing but a pencil neck geek. So, um, I was indifferent on this one, and I was like, I want to go, the goddamn IWC for getting pissed off at the... No, but I'm not going to do that this week. Um, however, I am going to do... I did, I did admit that this was a very similar story to one John Jones had been involved in, but, uh, you know, if he made you believe it, I'm going to believe it, too. If this is fucking true, MJF had literally... Uh, admitted to uh, vehicular manslaughter, even though the <laughs> poor lady didn't die. But um, he, I, what the fuck, bro? Like you're, uh, you're only geek of the week because like this story could literally get you in jail, and you're on like television. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like if we were back in the '90s right now, bro, they would be blowing up TNT. He needs to go to jail for what he did. Like it's, it, it would be the fucking Brian Pillman gun thing all over again, dude. If 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 this was fucking back in the '90s, but. Just because of the sheer brutality, if you will, of your goddamn story, uh, an honorary geek of the week—not so much neg- negative move—an honorary geek of the week, Maxwell Jacob Friedman, your AEW World Champion. Um, Please tell me that's not a fucking real fucking thing. <laughs> Somebody uh, deny this for me, please. <clears throat> well, now for the best of the week. <clears throat> Your best throw of the week this week is also your geek of the week. And it's MJF. And I think this has only happened once before, and it was CM Punk. I was going to say it was Punk. <laughs> um, but now MJF gets it this week for just running the whole show last night. Mm-hmm. Kick-ass match with Takeshita. Um, Beautiful blood stuff. Beating down a bloody B-dry. Um, and just Ultra bloody. We we all know the kid can cut a promo. Man, I'm calling him. I'm calling the world champion a kid. How old do he's I feel? Fu- but he is a kid. <laughs> but he is like that's the thing. Um, we all know he can cut a promo, but last night's promo cut the cake. It was just so masterful. Um, and I think he's added a a, a new layer to this feud of B Dry just from that violent beatdown last night. So. Looking forward to Revolution, and like I said, last night was the MJF show, all night long. 
Oh, dude, it was like the the way the TSK said it is. It felt like it was booked by him. Like he yeah. he was a Saturday Night Live host, and everything was revolving around MJF, and it was fan fucking tastic. That is a love great it. analogy. Uh, oh, and he, did, he didn't crack up as much as Pedro Pascal either. <laughs> <laughs> I first I hadn't seen Saturday Night Live in a long ass time. When he showed up, oh, I was dying. <laughs> that was a great episode. I like it when people crack up in skits because it obviously shows you they're having a fucking good time. Not only, yeah, he, they're, they're having so much fun they can't hold themselves. But uh, if, if I, if it hasn't been said enough, he plays the perfect Mexican mother. The perfect Mexican mother. And also, I want to see that Mario movie. Right? I like it. <laughs> give me HBO, I make it. Mo- make it, goddammit. I've never Come wanted on. to see a parody movie so much. Let's go. I need it. Uh, all right. Now for stupid shit people say online. This is shit, Mark Say. Somebody take their goddamn phone away. OMG. Eggplant emoji. WTF. Santa Claus emoji. Thought he was dead. LOL. Peach emoji. Shit, Mark's Say. have been changed to protect their stupidity. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure how much longer we can keep using this word, but has anybody not been very oozy on TikTok this week? Um, okay, so the TikTok community has been uh, not going down. We're slowly going in weird directions. Everybody's like uh, doing, I don't want to say their own thing, but weird things. Uh, I, I'm going to give my man white chocolate of the, the, the night off strictly because oh, next week he's got a lot coming to him. Like, I just... I wrote some down. I don't have my notepad, and I'm not about to go look for him. So we are—he's literally got two or three different fucking defenses coming at y'all. Um, but what I do want to do, um, and this since this is all lovely TikTok related, is uh, my man Hambone, the well, most well dressed man on all of TikTok. Go check out Hambone, by the way, if you don't. He's a big supporter of Max Wrestling. He is one of our subscribers as well. Uh, he had posted a thing saying, um, you know. Uh, since we're diehard wrestling fans, um, if you ever needed help, like say like you were kidnapped or whatever, what is one wrestling phrase that you would use to let somebody know that, you know, you're in danger? And obviously it's one that you would never say. So when he said that, and I'm going to do a stitch later, but for right now, a little sneak preview of it. My answer to this thing is going to be, there's no way Okada is the best wrestler in the world. If you ever hear me say that I've been kidnapped, I have a gun to my back. Uh, there's a bomb attached to me. Somebody call for help. So I gotta ask you if if you were tied up, but if you were tied up and this and that, and you did, you only had if somebody had a camera on you and you, you tell me your favorite wrestling saying, and that's the only way to get you out of it. What is one that you had to say to get you out of it? <clears throat> Probably one that I'm gonna mention in this promo at the end. Beautiful. Um, all right, so on Twitter, we kick things off this week with Global Bullshit Revolution. What the shit, fucks? Um, I'm pretty sure we've mentioned this guy before, but here's a shitty take. I've ever seen. Look, look at um, how that, I got a dumbass picture. Yeah, dumbass everything. This guy's stupid. He says, AEW really had the best wrestler in the world in Cody Rhodes, but refused to pay him what he is worth. Oh, you can't. You can't make this up. Tony Khan just has no clue how to run a professional wrestling outfit. Except you did make it up. Because Cody has said multiple times it wasn't about money. There's no bad blood. And he just didn't 
enjoy being an executive. He he went back for mm. one thing and one thing only, the WWE title. He fucking said that he refused to pay him what he was worth. Are you kidding me? The same guy that's willing to buy is who's trying very hard to buy WWE was not willing to pay Cody. Um, you're an idiot. First off, that's uh, an obvious, oblivious one. But and I, I know I've told this story, and I, I'm pretty sure you've reiterated it in some way or another. He wanted out. He didn't want to be, uh, as you said, he didn't want to be an EVP anymore. And the reality was, is he booked himself in a corner with the world title nonsense, saying that, you know, mm-hmm. if I lost this match, I wouldn't go after the world championship. When you can't go after the world championship in professional wrestling, it that really hurts your ceiling. You can only do so much. So that plus, I know he lives for his dad or, you know, vicariously or whatever, vice versa. And he really wanted to make him proud by winning the WWE championship. So he saw an opportunity. You know, he 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 thought he he's like, this place doesn't need me anymore. Um, I'm not leaving because I'm pissed off. I'm leaving because I have goals in mind. And that's what he did. It's not about money. It wasn't about the Bucks being, you know, over the top or Kenny being over the top. It was he has a dream. And he's gonna go chase it. That's it. That's it. So stop so, being a uh, fucking idiot. Get in the bin, global right, the whatever. Bin. And if and if Tony Khan don't know how to run a fucking professional wrestling uh, gimmick, then how in the fuck? Then why in the fuck is Dave Meltzer saying this guy is amazing with everything he talks about? Why is it the guy that everybody shits on when they dog when he dogs on WWE, but praises him when he's on about WWE? Says TK knows what the fuck he's talking about. You're an idiot. And how come the only people that talk shit about him are the people that have left the company? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is happy to stay there. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? There really haven't been that many people that have been talking shit about the company. Andrade left on bad terms, and he ain't been saying bad shit. Actually, no. Yeah, that's right. The only one actually I'm thinking of is uh, Punk. I wasn't even gonna count Punk because he just uh, thank you. Unloaded just whining, yeah, on a fucking post show. Um, but I mean, like, even look at Joey Janela. Even Joey Janela's not bitching. He understood yeah. what was going on, and he, I mean, he, granted, he wasn't probably the biggest fan of the direction, but he even said in a recent interview, like, you know, he figured, you know, it was his time to go and do do his own thing. He could feel the heat because of how he, uh, I think Eddie got in, uh, injured, Eddie Kingston. Yeah. So he was like, yep, time for me to go. No, but again, the one I was, he wasn't talking shit. Go thinking at the most was a big swole, but, I mean, uh, yeah. that was bullshit. Yeah, that's true. She, yeah, those are, yeah. I mean, can't please them all. No. Uh, oh, boy. We have two next up for the same thing. Uh, we have Rhea Creeper and Ted Bundy II. <laughs> so Rhea, Rhea Ripley posts a nice family photo um, nice. with, I'm assuming, her parents. Or, or, I don't know, grandparents maybe, and sisters. Um, uh, that's probably mom, dad, grandma, sister. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so Don't first up, that. we have Creeper saying, let me marry a small sis. Motherfucker, what? First of all, that's just using the word small sis and marrying the same sentence is just nasty. Yeah, that's number one. And number two, huh? Why are you on Rhea's page hitting on her sister? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's bad enough. We fucking go bananas. When fucking she does anything half sexual, 
But yeah. I mean, are, are we really going to attack her sister that we don't know no, nothing about? No, don't even know how old she is. Nope. I mean, granted, she's got a leg tattoo, so she's got to be over 18. But I mean, <laughs> that's it. That's it, Jack. I mean, are we really that big? Are we that big scumbags? Are we that big horn dolls that we're just your oh, party? We don't know how old Creeper is, right? I mean, for all I know, this cat's like in his fifties. He I mean, thought she was fourteen. It says ninety nine in his actual Twitter handle, so mm, probably like twenties. Yeah, whatever, motherfucker. <laughs> um, but this is followed up by Ted Bundy the second. Oy. Who has no picture? Um, real Shocker. name is Meta, and it's a bunch of numbers in the username. Who says your younger sister is cute than you? I'm assuming he means cuter than you, but still. Um, what the fuck? Still, okay, why, why are you something? going after a younger sister? I just—that's my whole thing—is one. Why are you going after somebody who's obviously not on the Twitter and it just in her sister's picture? And second, who the fuck taught you English? Like, that's my other thing that kills me about Twitter users. Nobody taught y'all English. Or maybe you guys just didn't go to English class. And you thought, I'll learn it all on Twitter. Don't do that. Don't yeah. do it. That, that don't even make English. Um, and makes it even creepier to get the fucking love heart. Yeah, like, face bro, emoji. like. Dude. Why are you so smitten by, uh, like, you guys are fucking extra thirsty. Extra thirsty. You uh, You need to put it away and then get in the bin. In the fucking bin. Um, but they are marks, and that's the shit they say. Fuck you guys. <sighs> All right. Um, it is time for a 60-second promo. I don't know if it's going to be 60 seconds, because I really don't want to talk shit about Roddy Piper. I love Roddy Piper. But uh, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Take it down, Roddy. All right. Let's pick up the mic in <clears throat> three, two, one. Well, what can we say about Rowdy Roddy Piper? One of the most influential heels that has ever been. Uh, a clear inspiration for current heel, Ronda Rousey. Yeah. But, I mean, he saw something in you to the point where he gave you his jacket, Ronda. And now here I am, face-to-face with the Rowdy one myself. So, what can we say about Roddy Piper? One of the greatest heels of all time. Been around the world seven times been stabbed three times been down in an airplane and once dated a bearded lady roddy piper has been in 30 car crashes none of them were his fault jesus christ and he didn't switch seats with the passenger not once <laughs> one night he knocked out mr t kicked cindy lopper chased dick clark back to the locker room and slapped little richard all in one night but roddy your favorite heel was Gorgeous George, and you are one of mine. When you would go into Madison Square Garden, you weren't the most popular guy. You went in with 16,000 Puerto Ricans armed with knives and didn't bat an eyelid. So how the hell do I punk out a guy like this? Well, I'm sure as hell not going to bring rocks to a machine gun fight. Like I'm just going to bring the bagpipes. Oh, shit. And we're going to piss everybody else off with the bagpipes. And then you know what? We're going to fight everybody else. That's right. Because I'm not laying a finger on the rowdy one. Because just when you think you've got the answers, 
I change the goddamn questions. There you Press go. Peace, Roddy. Hell yeah. Um, so I think it's time to make an announcement. Beautiful stuff. Let's go. All right. Um, for this, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to be using our phones to get something for you. Um, and we're going to show you as it happens. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you would pay attention to your screens for just a moment. And I think it is loading up right now. You should be getting it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. There it is. So, coming up after Promo Mania right there. Full house. How about that? That is... The next special event coming up after Promo Mania. Not only that, but it's the first ever um, brand new event since the Maxis. So it's the first brand new event we've introduced for like four or five years. That's coming up, and it's going to coincide with Double or Nothing too. How about that? Like I'm, I'm my excitement's not through the roof. I get right, but I'm. Uh, I mean, I'm a hell excited that we got a brand new paper, a, a, a special coming, but. Did you send me the wrong thing? I don't, I don't think so. But. I got this. Oh. Well, how about that? Ladies and gentlemen. But you know what? I got that too. <laughs> so, that's your real announcement. I mean, Full House is coming up after Promo Mania, but that's your real announcement. Um, Click Talk Network is finally coming back. We, we tried to launch it a couple of years ago when we were uh, in the middle of the Thursday Night Wars with bold predictions, but right. kind of ran out of shows. But now, you know what? Um, since you can pretty much find Retro and Max all in the same place on our YouTube channel, we figured we may as well get every single thing we do in one place. So the ClickTalk Network will return, and the very first brand new show you can get on it will be promo mania 8 so it's going to be Let's launching go. the very same day i can't wait that's right baby that's right you're the single home for all the stoppage so you got the retro you got the kicking it with the tsk you got max fuck god only knows what else we're bringing out Let's open go. road made a comeback this week you can catch oh what a great open episode road. um you're gonna be getting the entire hollywood curses little mini series that i did Ooh. um you can get net picks. You can get the Throne Zone. So look out for KTN coming back your way to stay um, March 28th. Let's go. And thank you for spending your Thursday with us. Before we go anywhere, here's what Moses has for you pencil neck geeks this week on the A to B of Retro Rewind. SMR Podcast Network. You should be listening. So, right. so speaking of Retro Rewind, there's a whole lot going down. The TSK is taking over Retro, if y'all already cannot tell. Episode 60 had dropped. We had also recently dropped the TSK booking, WrestleMania. That one dropped earlier this morning, actually technically last night, super late. So, got a Wednesday episode, you get a Thursday episode, we're fucking dropping them like hotcakes around here. But uh, we are going to be dropping uh, at least one more Retro this week, looking for two. But we're gonna we're gonna stick for one at the time being, as you guys can tell, the editing is not exactly the easiest thing. Um, so the next one we got coming up is gonna be episode sixty-one of Retro Rewind, which is November the eighteenth, nineteen ninety-six. We are on our way towards Survivor Series nineteen ninety-six, where Sid Vicious takes on Shawn Michaels for the WWF Championship, 
and uh, for WCW. We're uh, building closer and closer to World War Three. Is Sting a part of the NWO? Is he part of the WCW? Or is he just like waving a bat around? So <laughs> that's all those questions will be answered and more on Retro Rewind. Uh, we're going to try to drop episode 61 by tomorrow and preferably episode 62, which is the Survivor Series review on Monday. So keep your ears plugged to the networks. Speaking of things to have your ears plugged to, here are their socials again. You can find us on the ever evil Twitter machine, Max Wrestling UK, at the Captain 512 and at SMR Podnet. And of course, check out the beautiful website while it's still up, maxwrestling.weebly.com. And do not forget to hit that follow and subscribe button on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all the socials, especially here on YouTube. 500 is the goal. We need 1,000 to go live, but we can only get to 500 with y'all help and to 1,000 with even more help. So help us out. All right. And with all that said, join us next week for Elimination Chamber predictions. Let's go. We currently have, I think, five champions, um, all of which had a clean sweep at the fucking Rumble. Yeah, they did. <laughs> so we'll see you new next week for more predictions. You've been watching the Cap and Mo. Goodbye and good night. And new Max Wrestling World Champion. Linda, get the lawyer on the phone. Fucking up, Linda. <laughs> you gotta leave that part. <laughs> you gotta leave all that in. I don't know who fucking.